thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 33. For many a glorious morning have I seen flatter the mountaintops with sovereign eye, kissing with golden face the meadows green, gilding pale streams with heavenly alchemy, and none permit the basest clouds to ride with ugly rack on his celestial face, and from the forlorn world his visage hide, stealing unseen to west with his disgrace. Even so, my sun one early morn did shine with all triumphant splendour on my brow, but out, alack, he was but one hour mine. The region, the region cloud hath masked him from me now. Yet him for this my love no whit disdaineth. Sons of the world may stain when heaven's sun staineth. Ooh, that was good. That was Sonic 33 with Fs rather than THs. Uh, I'm Mark Chasley and, and I am joined by... Uh, he's He looks very chilled out and relaxed today. Uh, and he lives in Wales and his name is... Thierry Hillis. I, I, I've lost my patter today. I haven't quite fully woken up. Uh, that was Sonic 33. Did I say that? This is Shakespeare's yeah, Sonnets. Yeah, yeah. We're going through all the sonnets. We're, we're, <laughs> we're talking about them. And, and this one, I think... Um, uh, the, it's very nice. I, I say, no, it's not very nice, but there's quite a lot of meter in it, which is quite um, quite nice. Yet him for this, my love, no wit disdaineth. Is very iambic pentameter. I quite liked it when I got to that bit. So it's it's got quite a nice meter to it, but it's an awful, awful sonnet. Or so I'm claiming. There, we're done. <laughs> it's. I wouldn't say it's awful. It's just sad. It's. It's. it's he's sort of realizing that. Well, it, the glasses have come off. He's. He's sort of seeing the truth here and, and realising that, that there isn't not everything is perfect in his world and it, it, it was just basically the sun flattering him and oh really I see I not I didn't read it like that at all that that's not my reading of it oh go on how did you read it I, I read it as um, it's basically something happened between him and the youth and I don't know if it was an argument or he realised that youth isn't returning his his love. Ooh. But that's the way I read it. I mean, the, 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 the morning flatters the mountaintop, so it's basically, it kisses the golden face. It, it gills the pale streams with heavenly alchemy. So it's basically showing something that's not really the way it is. Interesting. Oh, I like that reading. I, I was maybe slightly more literal than that. I was seeing it as that he was comparing the young youth to the sun. And in the same sense that you can't have the sun all the time because there are clouds and there's night, obviously, um, that things get in the way. So his his relationship with the sun, with the, the fair youth, is that he loves it in the same way that he loves the sun. It brings him life, but he can't have that all the time. And that brings him sorrow because there's always going to be a cloud in the way and the cloud being a metaphor for other people or wars or or other things. That's how I read it. But I, I quite like your one. But the idea that the sun in the morning makes things look nicer than they are. I, <clears throat> sorry, um, I, I have a feeling it's going to go with the next couple of sonnets as well. Yeah, the, the, it, the, that's it's, it's sort of going that way. That he's I don't know what happened. I don't think anyone. Well, someone might know what happened. I don't know what happened between him and the youth. But it, it seems to be going that way. That something happened between the two, and they're, they're just not. I don't know if the relationship is broken. Oh, that's quite that is that makes it really sad then. 
my my reading wasn't so sad, but that does make it a very very sad sonnet. So this is the the first chink in his armor. That's that's the way I saw it. Oh. Un- unless it's all the snow being outside, that makes me sad, and I just see sorrow everywhere. Do you not like snow? Snow's amazing. <laughs> it's the, the snow is fine. It's the slush that's that's annoying, and having to walk home in the ice and. Yeah, I love it. I love it all. My my next door neighbor kids came around the other day because I I don't play in the snow because apparently adults it's frowned upon if you play in the snow. Um, so we got this big garden and and the neighbor kids came and knocked on my door and went, "Can we build a snowman in your garden?" And I was like, "Yes, yes, you can." <laughs> and so I now have a, a snowman staring at me, which is quite cool. Although his face mounted off yesterday, which makes him a that's, bit that's creepy. That's a bit creepy. Yeah, this this. This snowman with just indents for eyes rather than what was there. It's a bit creepy. Ah, oh, well. Um, yes. But, yeah, your reading of this is actually really sad. Um, <laughs> I sp- I'm sorry. I, I, I quite... But, yeah, I, I can see why you would see that. Yeah, but out of lack, he was mine one... He was but one hour mine. Yeah. And the, the region cloud has masked him from me now. So there, there is a sense. See, my mine fits the second half, I think, which is the removal. The 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 he's been removed away, or the young youth's been removed away, rather than it, it being a physical thing. Something's got in the way. Whereas yours is you're taking that as more of a metaphorical. Yeah, I was reading it as a metaphor. Ah, so is is Shakespeare more literal or metaphorical? That's where we are now. But it's very. I I like it. It does start with some nice, some nice images. I do like that. I do it, like the imagery. Yeah, it's hard to read. Uh, the first couple of of lines seem to be in the wrong order. Full many starting with the word full is very odd. Full many a glorious morning have I seen flatter the mountain tops with sovereign eye. It's a bit Yoda like. <laughs> full many a glorious morning, in the worst Yoda impression in the world. That was wasn't it? That's atrocious. That 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 would render the uh, the sonnet quite ridiculous, but it could be funny reading it as Yoda. <laughs> Yoda reads the sonnets. That's the next <laughs> podcast we're going to do. Oh, that's that's uh, Star Wars episode seven for you. <laughs> oh God, I need to I need to patent that idea before it gets stolen. Didn't Yoda die? Didn't he die? I thought he died. Yeah, it's George Lucas. He'll just go back and edit that scene again. <laughs> I love that idea that. He's he's like one of those artists that's just like no no it's not done I'm getting a little bit there and a little and just ruins everything it's brilliant it's it's, it's good thing he's not a painter or a playwright you see you would just go into the gallery and paint over the stuff that he'd already hung up there and <laughs> I'm, I'm stand up during it. the play and just shout no 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 now this has to happen <laughs> I've come up with a better line. <laughs> I like the idea that the, the, the movies are moving towards some ultimate end, that they're going to end up like Back to the Future or something, oh, just God. through very small incremental changes. <laughs> Suddenly it becomes Back to the Future. That would be amazing. In a hundred years, we have Back <laughs> to the Future. <sighs> anyway, uh, yes, I don't know what to do, because this is the first time we've really disagreed about a poem. Well, well, fight it out. <laughs> Bring it on, Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I don't fight. I, although I am quite pudgy, so I, I can I can absorb quite a lot of impacts. I think you're you're all thin and wiry, so you're yeah, not going to bode skinny, well. You, yeah. Yeah. See, you need you need to get some knuckle dusters or something just to help. <laughs> that was a weird sidetrack. Um. Yes. So uh, the, 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 the uh, blah, blah. 
we're back to our nature a lot in this one. The sun and stuff. Yeah. Well, it, it takes a while for him to actually mention the sun, though. Yeah, the first time I read it, I was like, what? Because it starts, full many a glorious morning have I seen, flatter the golden tops. And you're like, what? what is he talking about? What's it? Oh, the sun. Okay. It does take a while. I mean, he, he does allude to it. He's just uh, gilding pale streams with heavenly alchemy, which is fairly obvious what, what he means. Yeah. But he actually only... Is it line... Whatever that is. Even so, my sun at one early morn did shine, which is the first time he mentions it. Yeah. And and it's it's my sun at that point as well, which is what led me to think the fair youth is being the sun. My So it's not the sun, it's my sun. When morn did shine, with all triumphant splendour on my brow, which we, we implies a closeness. But out alack, he is but one hour mine. The region... Oh, that shouldn't be region. A region cloud have masked him from me now. So I, I, I would... I, it, to me, this was implying some sort of very close relationship, like they have slept with each other or something. But he was only with him for one hour, and now he's gone away. Like like he, he feels ashamed of what he's done, which which leads into some of the other sonnets we got coming up. That's how I was seeing it. So I, I, I'm, I'm piling this sonnet into the Shakespeare might have been bisexual kind of category. And, and actually physically loved this person. You're stunned with yeah. my genius. <laughs> I, I didn't read it like that at all. That's really... Oh. See, what what do proper people say? What do, what do like the experts say? Do they say anything? Um, I, yeah. Do we have any... What, what does Wikipedia say? That, that's what I'm quickly scanning. <laughs> It just has lots of links like Wikipedia does, which makes it very hard to scan. Samuel Taylor Coleridge analyzes the poem. The wrong, they didn't analyze the poem. So, <laughs> as an instance how Shakespeare gives dignity and passion to the objects that he presents. Unaided by any previous excitement, they burst upon us at once in life and in power. That doesn't really help. Yeah, that didn't say anything at all. No, that that was that was a useless <laughs> that was two just sentences. A lot of words. Yeah. See, this is why I I I know this this whole podcast has been been sold as the idea of, of non-academic. It's because I hate that the way of writing in academia where they use paragraphs to say nothing, and it it just it really winds me up as as someone who's striven. Striven, strived. I've strived for yeah. You're, you're academic, Mark. Yeah, for for good, clear, concise English, and then you get into academic writing, and you just want to kill yourself when you read these dissertations. And and yeah, sorry if I'm offending anyone. In fact, you want no. to kill yourself when you're writing them. Yeah, well, yeah, that, and that's the point. And the whole system propagates itself. No one wants to read those kind of academic fluffy saying nothing things they, they're skim read by tutors so the tutors don't want to write them the students don't like writing them because the way of writing is so alien to them so why do we keep reinforcing this as if it's some useful skill that people are going to have when, need when they get out in the real world it's a skill that's only propagated in academia to be used in academia it's horrid so, well I guess it's, it's you can transfer it to politics Saying a lot uh, without saying anything is is quite a skill that you would need as a politician. That's true, but that's 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 that I think should be illegal. That that I, that's one <laughs> step above. I hate that. We should outlaw 
anything that politicians do. They should tell the truth. That that's what it comes down to. And admit when they've messed up. Yes, I'm sorry. I am I'm human. I had to make a decision. I made the wrong decision. And now these people are suffering, but we're doing whatever we can to lessen their suffering and make it better. That's what a politician should say. Yeah, but say. Then, then, then the Daily Telegraph and the Daily Mail and, well, whatever the opposition is at the time will go, no, you have to leave. Yes. You need to resign. But it was that, that thing with the pasty tax that we had where suddenly, oh, all, suddenly <laughs> all the politicians were going into Greg's as if they knew there was a company called Greg's. And, and it was just... Re- <sighs> yes, I... The, and Cameron did that really horrible Oh, he did press the whole conference. train station and then they found yeah. out that that one closed years and years and years ago so he couldn't have gone there. And, and I just don't understand what would have been wrong with him going, no, I've never eaten a pasty. I, I will admit, I've never eaten a pasty. I'm going to go try one tonight. I'm going to stop by on my way home. There's, n- there's nothing wrong with him saying that. I understand. I'll, I'll go on. I've never seen Star Wars tonight and eat a pasty. Yeah, well, exactly. I just... There's, I, there's nothing innately wrong with being who you are. And he is not the kind of person who eats a pasty. He's the kind of people, person who eats foie gras with a caviar topping, which I've never had. So there's nothing wrong with that. No, exactly, and that and it just winds me up that that uh, they feel they have to lie, and no one, no one is in any sort of um, false delusion that these people represent us as in normal people. And I know I'm not particularly normal. They're not. So the politicians are bred from the age of four. They go through special nurseries, and then they go to private, or as we call them in this country, public, which makes no sense, schooling. Then they go to Eton. Then they go to finishing schools. Then they have tutors all through their lives. And no one is under any illusion that the people in government actually are representative of us. So stop pretending that you are. Winds me up. This has just turned into a Marx political rant, hasn't it? <laughs> Sorry. What what sonnet are we on? Today's Labour podcast is brought to you by Mark Gentley. <laughs> oh. oh, I really wish I was clever enough to do a politics podcast because I would love it, but I'm just not. I just look at the people and go, I don't like him, he's lying. Yeah, he's all right. He, he, yeah, he's not too bad. I, I, I could have a pint with him. That's my judge of a good politician. Could I have a pint with them without wanting to punch them in the face? <coughs> that's, that's, that's a... F- yeah. Yeah. David Cameron yeah. fails that test, I'm afraid. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to do anything in the world with him. Just, no. And and I feel that Nick Clegg is one of the few people who I could actually bully. Uh, and that, that seems bizarre yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. He con- has a very punchable face as well. Yeah, I've just always classed myself on the bottom rung, the person that always gets picked on <laughs> by other people. And then Nick Clegg comes along and just quite yeah. happily lays down and lets people walk over him. And it's really... Such an odd... The one person who's lower than me on the social scale is, is Nick Clegg. <laughs> um, well, we, how did we even get on to that? I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I think we started talking about the sun at some point. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, we probably used up nearly all our time on, on Mark's political rant. I'm sorry. But we disagree. When, and that's unusual for us, I think. We usually roughly have the same interpretation. It makes it more interesting, though. It, it shows that it's not academic because it was. If this were academic, we would have exactly the same opinion, just just expressed with different complicated words. Exactly, and, and yeah, it, yes, I agree with that. It's it's nice. The 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 imagery in this sonnet is nice, and the rhythm. Like I said, that that second, that the penultimate line, yet him for this, my love, no wit disdaineth, is if you needed an example of iambic pentameter. 
that is a perfect it makes you read it in the yet him for this my love no whip disdaineth it makes you read it in that way it's lovely really lovely well that's just because the words are pronounced that way naturally anyway yes whereas the line above it the region cloud hath masked him now from me it doesn't work mm. and so so to say I think that's again one of my issues to say that Shakespeare always writes an iambic pentameter is a bit of a fudge it's a bit of a stretch he, he doesn't I mean there's a few lines where he uh I mean, he wrote 154 of them. There's bound to be a couple of lines <laughs> where he screwed up. <laughs> just, uh, 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 oh, no, I can't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> you could just see him sat there going, what right... Does, do you think Shakespeare ever did that? What, what, what I do when I'm attempting to write poetry is going, what rhymes with this word? <laughs> <laughs> and then, then just squeeze a line into that word and yeah. And then go, well, I could make this word. It'd be better if it was this word, but then I have to change the previous line and... You, you're surrounded by rhyming dictionaries, which are a wonderful thing to own. If you if you know somebody who likes writing poetry, buy them a rhyming dictionary. It's the funnest thing to open on on Christmas Eve, on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, depending on when you open presents. Or, well, it would be Christmas Eve for me, but yeah, 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 because you're weird. You open presents on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I don't have to wait for Christmas Day. You're you're one it's day. Nicer. I also get presents on the sixth of December, so we have two in December, which is fun. What? That's that's it. I'm moving to Luxembourg. That's, that's we have we have well Saint Nicholas, which which turned into Santa Claus eventually, is on the sixth of December, and then on Christmas Eve it's Baby Jesus. So you get two. That's amazing. That's that's okay. I'm moving. That's that's kind of. <laughs> um, we haven't really said a lot about the sonnet. I apologise, no. but I think that's about all our time. Sorry, people. But but come in next time for a proper sonnet, or or maybe some more political rants. <laughs> That or Tom Cruise or, or Tom Cruise, whatever we we fancy. Go on, I shall let you read it while I t- I take some more coffee because the coffee's obviously doing me good. <laughs> Sonnet thirty-three. Full many a glorious morning have I seen flatter the mountain tops with sovereign eye, kissing with golden face the meadows green, gilding pale streams with heavenly alchemy. Anon permits the basest clouds to ride with ugly wreck on his celestial face, and from the forlorn world his visage hide. Stealing unseen to west with this disgrace. Even so, my sun one early morn did shine with all triumphant splendour on my brow. But out, alack, he was out. Oh, that was going so bloody well. <laughs> I like the fact that when you stumble, you just stop. You, don't, you, don't, you make no pretext it to carry just, on. No. <laughs> but out, alack, he was but one hour mine. The regent cloud hath masked him from me now. Yet him for this, my love, no whit disdaineth. Sons of the world may stain when heaven's sun staineth. Excellent. That was Sonnet 33 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. Uh, I'm Mark Chatterley, and you've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. You can follow me on Twitter with at Nufkin, or you could talk. <laughs> talk, talk. <laughs> That's, I only have you on a little screen. I can barely see you. <laughs> but my name has been Thierry Hillis, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. Thank you very much. We shall see you next time for Sonnet 34. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an In-Ear Entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about In-Ear Entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.